Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April, it's Thirsty Thursday. And this is Caroline, WAP. <laughs> that means we are professionals. You take the worst acronyms and then try to make them better. And then we get called dirt legs. Dirt legs? <laughs> What's a dirt leg? Obviously us. Well, you know what? I've always wanted to be a dirt leg. So thanks for the compliment, <laughs> Betch. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're bringing the energy, we're bringing the fun, we're bringing the spark. Yes, yes, yes. So can I tell you about I hope you do tell me and all about the traffickers. Yes. I just had True Crime Book Club and we had a special guest. What's his name? Joseph. Joseph. Scaramucci. Scaramucci, who is the detective of human and sex trafficking, but like all over. He goes all over the U.S. He goes to other countries. Sounds like a member is, of the mob. He is the, his name does kind of sound a yeah. little. But you know what? He wants to come on our True Crime on our podcast. Well, to good. learn us all about it because he learned us some stuff. He learned us. He learned us. Like I was learning <laughs> He done learned us. He, he done learned us some stuff. He did debunk some oh. TikTok mm. um, I did. I, things that zip we reported fake news, Caroline. I'm spre- I, I am. I had spread misinformation. I apologize. Corrections Corner. <laughs> fix it. Fix it. Friday. I don't know. <laughs> So the zip tie, I, I somebody asked him. I didn't even ask him. Probably because they saw it because I posted it on the story and because I talked about it. I guess. And well, and it's just all over TikTok. Yeah, it is. He said that is BS. I'm trying to give that a zip credit. tie on your car is not a way human traffickers are tracking you. He there's also another rumor that people were putting peanut butter on your windshields so that you can get out and wipe it off and then that's when they kidnap you and the truth is they don't have to kidnap anybody because victims are walking straight to them like go walking straight in their arms because they're talking to them and grooming them on social media they're arranging dates and so the victims are coming to them wait so voluntarily what what is what do you mean voluntarily walking to them so like, they're like, hey, let's meet up. And the p- kids are like, okay, let's meet up. Yeah, because they're catfishing them on Instagram oh. or on adults. Or, I mean, or they're tri- not 
but yeah voluntarily saying oh i want to be trafficked no but they're voluntarily meeting a stranger who they think is somebody else right yeah so there's so what he was saying is like there was a post on facebook here in waco or it was all over facebook but it was about our local target and some woman was there with her kid karen and she saw one guy three times and obviously he was trying to kidnap her and her kid clearly and she even like talked to a worker at target and this target co-signed on it and was like yeah some four times <laughs> and she he she was walked out to you her know, car you know she's staying aware April. and he obviously walked out to his car too so then he well, was heaven following forbid. her so anyways that went viral Skiramucci was like that's it's bogus is the biggest bs like a mom having their kid it's the least time that they're going to get kidnapped you know and just like he said that they don't have to do stuff like that anymore like maybe back in the day because all they need is social media oh so go to target go to walmart go to heb stay aware stay alive Really, folks don't really want us. We're, she just had a baby. I did hear <laughs> that the number one place to for people to get trafficked is at the Super Bowl. He talked about the Dallas, the, the, the game, the basketball game one? Yeah. Okay. And the, the girl's story was she got a drink and then she woke up in Oklahoma City. <gasps> Turns out. Oh. She was Instagramming somebody who she had already knew she was meeting at the game and left with that person. And she did wake up in Oklahoma City, and she did not plan that part. So it's not victim-blaming. It is that if you dig deep, like the girls in McGregor that went missing for a couple days, that they just walked right out the door to the person that they thought that they were going to meet, that they are trusting, turned out can't trust them. So did she see the person and still went with them, even though they weren't some young kid? Or maybe it was the young kid was part of getting capturing them. Well, a lot of times these are older men targeting younger girls. Right. So whenever she goes and meets so up with knows, this guy. But she knew it was an older man. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't understand. He had two phones. Explanation. One phone was people actively trying to purchase child porn. The officer. Yes. Yeah. And then the other one was people actively trying to pay for sex from an underage girl. So it's like he, he creates these fake situations, fake posts, fake profiles to get these people to meet him. And then that's when, he, when they show up and they knock on the hotel room door or in the parking lot to come join him in the car, him, because he's posing as a 15-year-old yeah. girl, oh, yeah. then they get arrested. So when we see these sex stings, like that, it's like him because he's catfished a lot of people. It's pretty legit. Yeah. I need to talk to him. So, yeah, we're going to bring him on the podcast. So there's a quick little human trafficking lesson. Defendant's commission of these four murders over a 10-day period is one of the worst killing sprees in the history of this state. Each one of these murders was a deliberate and planned act. The victims were pre-selected and the murders were purposeful. Therefore, this panel finds that the death penalty is appropriate, should be, and is hereby given for each of the four murders by the defendant. 
Have you ever heard of Nico Jenkins? Jenkins. I've seen a picture of him. Well, he has a lot of decorations on his face. He does. He's scary. So, Nico Jenkins was born in September uh on September in September on September 16th, 1986. So, he's basically my age. Mm. Omaha, Nebraska is where he grew up. He was born in Colorado. Um, David McGee was his dad. Lori Jenkins is his mom. He has four siblings. He has four sisters. Um, His father wasn't around much, um, and his mom raised him mostly by herself. She had, he had a very troubled upbringing, this this little, this little Nico. Um, He was physically abused. He witnessed a lot of violence and abuse between his parents and literally, literally all of his family. All of his family. I'll tell you more about that in a second. Wait, violent abuse of all of his family? He witnessed abuse within his whole family. Okay, okay. Cousins, brothers or sisters, parents, everybody. They're just... Real dysfunctional. Very, very. So it was very normal for... Violence and abuse. Okay. That's all he knew growing, growing up in his childhood. So there like there was an incident between his parents where he had to break them up. Um, and like there was blood and he had to like clean up the blood off the floor. Like he's four years old. Oh. I mean, yeah. So this like he his his family also has this extensive background of violence. Um, his great grandfather was named Levi Levering. And there's this like family tree that I'll post, uh, on the post. Um, he was a tribal leader in Omaha and 38 of the descendants, uh, are convicted criminals. So collectively they have 38 and they have committed 633 crimes since 1979. Somebody did some research getting those numbers. Well, it's this huge family tree and it's like this the grandpa and then it's like I mean who they married to this this all the kids all the I mean and it's just convicted 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 in jail in jail murders robbery like everything everything. Um so yeah, pretty ex- pretty much he was exposed to everything as a kid. When he was seven years old, he brought a loaded handgun to school. Okay. No one was harmed, but this caused caused him to go straight into foster care because he got taken away. Yes. So this was the first like instance of him of him coming across like I guess the police's radar. Um. They, his family was obviously well-known around the area because of all the crime. So when he's in foster care, he speaks to a therapist for the first time, and he talks about wanting to hurt himself. I mean, imagine a seven-year-old talking about this. And he's talking about wanting to hurt others, and he says that he's hearing voices in oh, his head, man. and that his vo- the voices are telling him to hurt other people, and he actually wanted to harm his classmates when he brought that gun to school. But he he didn't shoot them. He wanted to, but he didn't. Um, and like I said, this is real bad. You're just so young, and that's just awful. It's awful. So he was also excessively wetting the bed. 
Never a good sign. And But the therapist said that that was due to his anxiety and his stress, which I get that sounds like that sounds right. Um, all the stress from his home life. So he was then diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which is like, okay, that's... Are you even fully developed to have already have that? I don't know. I'm sure you can have characteristics. This, I actually, when I was researching this case, I was like, this would have probably been the best one for Casey to be on. <laughs> Just because there's so much of mental health uh-huh. that comes into play in this. And he then tries to use it like to his advantage. Um, so nothing was done. Uh, he, they just diagnosed him with this and then he bounced from foster care to foster care throughout his childhood. He eventually went back to his like mom's house and then it just, he just kept getting into trouble. So at 11 years old, he joined his first gang. Was he the uh, oldest, middle, youngest? Uh, I, and I think he was, was the youngest. Okay. I think he okay. was the youngest. Um, so he, he's joins his first gang at 11. He starts carrying weapon, like a weapon at all times. And throughout his teenage years, he's convicted of arson, weapons, charges, robbery. And he was, because of all this, he was in and out of juvie, like throughout this whole period of his life. So in 2003, he's 17. He commits two armed carjackings, and this results in him being sentenced 14 to 15 years in prison. Mm. So he's first sent to a youth facility where, because he's still a minor, but then as soon as he turns 19, is that the age that it happens? I think it differs. It's 17 here. Okay, so, well, I guess it's different in Omaha. He goes to the adult prison once he's able to go to the adult prison, and... His prison behavior mm. was not very Oh, good. he didn't have a change of heart when he got to prison? No, he didn't. It was very eventful. He was charged twice, once for assaulting. He got, like, he got furloughed to go to his grandma's funeral. So he got to, like, yeah, be released please. with supervision to go to the funeral. Well, then, you know, he assaulted the guard. So he got in trouble for that, Ugh. like, beating up the guard. And he would take he would like take part in like prison riots. And so he got in trouble for that. So he's disciplined for that. He's, he's doing tattoo activities. I guess he's just like carving tattoos on himself. Uh Um, Attack. He's attacking other inmates. He's getting into gang stuff. He's creating or carving like shivs out of toilet brushes, like plastic toilet brushes to use it as weapons. I mean, the things that they do in there. I've seen toothbrushes, a toilet brush. I'm surprised they even let them have those. I know. So because of this behavior, he now goes to solitary confinement. That's going to help his mental state. So but what do you do? Huh? I said, but what do you do? Uh, I don't. <clears throat> I know. It doesn't help the situation, but hell, you got to contain his ass. I don't know. I don't know. So over the years, he develops this following of female admirers. Oh, because he, he would have been good, good looking, yeah, right? He, yeah, he's eyes. cute. He's pretty short, but he's like, I guess he works out in prison. Like he's buff. Mu- yeah, he's buff. Lighter skin. Yeah. Lighter eyes. He's, okay. He, he, he is go look good at the looking posts. if you... If you take off all those tattoos and you can see his face, uh-huh. he's a cute guy. 
What a waste. I know. It's so bad. So he's in solitary confinement. He develops his following, and the officers refer, refer to this following as the cult of Nico. Mm. So all of these incidents, like his prison troubles and everything, they cause him to get five more years to his sentence. So now his sentence is 20 years, but this is weird. He only serves 10 of the 20 years. And out of the 10-year sentence, he spent 60% of the time in solitary confinement, including <gasps> two solid years. Consistent. Consistent solitary no. confinement. And it gets so bad. Because this is also uh, uh, j the justice system, an issue with the system. Yeah. Before he was able to get released. So he has his 20-year sentence. He's only served 10 years. And to the last, the final two years, he's been in solitary. So he is, before he gets released, he has to do a psyche vow. Well, because obviously he's struggling with mental health. He is, has anger issues and he's been self-harming. He's carving tattoos in his face, okay? So he was on like 15-minute suicide watch because he was repeatedly mutilating his face. So every 15 minutes, somebody had to come check up on Yes. Him. Okay. Yes. He even... Hang on. His face is scarred up. Like, it's more than tattoos. It's like deep scars. Like, he had... Oh, yeah. Just wait till I tell you what he carves in his face. Ooh. Okay. He even told the staff that he wanted to eat the heart of women, men, and children. <clears throat> I mean, he could have just been saying that, but he could have wanted to do it. I don't know. I'm not Nico. Now, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. What's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, do you mean, could it be? The, the Poltergeist. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism.
The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. He was also known to, I just want to tell y'all, just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's about to be a lot. I I never heard about this. He wanted to drink his own urine. He also wanted to drink and snort his own semen. Oh. That's I a mean, new he's one. he's going crazy in there. That's a new one. Apparently, according to Nico. What'll happen? April, this is nutritional supplementation. <laughs> Because when you're snorting and drinking your own semen, (laughs) it increases your serotonin levels and it helps you manage stress. Huh. Did you know that? No. Is there a study done? Sure, Jan. Sure. (laughs) Sure, Jan. So Nico has like, he's snorting his semen. He's drinking his pee. He's living his best life. Okay. Yeah. So he has racing, obsessive thoughts. He's still hearing voices. He's now having hallucinations, probably because he's drinking all this pee. And then he starts saying that he's getting instructions from this Egyptian god. He probably is. You've been in a two-by-two room for two years. The Egyptian god is <laughs> apothes- apothesis or apothesis, apothesis. I call him apothesis. Okay. Now, this, this god would instruct Nico to harm others. Mm. Now, this god was some scary-ass-looking devil snake god. It looks like a like a python or... I don't know what it's a python. But I'm just going to refer to it as the devil snake because it's real scary. Yeah. And it had the form of... The god had the form of a serpent. Okay. Which okay. is what the devil's supposed to be. Yeah. And it was known as the demon of chaos and the evil of darkness. Ooh. So I'm about to get my holy water out and sprinkle it on us because I had to talk. When scary. I was typing it, I was getting freaked out. When i talking about it, I'm like. Did you do some Hail Marys? I'm, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is for thou womb. Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, brave first sinners, now at the hour of death. Amen. You're about to Bam. get She Catholic. That sounds so, about like my new, t- my song, my Books of the New Testament song. That I like I literally blah, just blah, said blah, blah, blah. no. I just said the whole prayer accurately and correctly. Go ahead, listen to it again. <laughs> Thanks or don't. So knowing all of this, the authorities decide that Nico is obviously ready. He's obviously ready to rejoin to rejoin society. He, I mean, I mean, all just the because box, all the signs point to yes. Yeah, just because he's drinking his pee and his semen and this is right. Uh, the devil snake god is and he's hearing voices and hallucinating. Let's release him. Let's do it. I think that's a great idea. So he's released July 2013. Straight from solitary confinement. Okay. So not only he's, he's not, he's, he is, he's too generous. He's too dangerous to be in general population of the prison, but he's not too dangerous to be released into society. Who is this? Who makes this decision? I don't know why they wanted to just, I don't know why I don't. It's like the same makes people no that sense. let Kenneth McDuff out. Make it make sense, <clears throat> April. Can't. Make it. Okay, but the, you know what? 
you would never you wouldn't think but uh, yeah obviously it has to get worse because we are talking about murder here so mm. so it gets worse he's released oh without any parole uh, <laughs> that was an accident that any supervision accident no parole no supervision okay i'm trying to understand this doesn't make sense so he had asked to not be released and he had asked for help over and over and over, but never got it. And he even said, if you let me out, I'm going to kill someone. Wow. And I I would assume that if you are like that, you wouldn't be allowed to purchase a weapon or to be in possession of a weapon. If you are on parole or, or like felon. Felons yeah. Can't. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he was allowed July 30th, which is just, uh, what mm, we're in July, July 30th, Nico is released and his family's throwing him a release party, bruh, release party. Well, you know what? What do you think his family gives him as a gift? (laughs) Drugs, guns, and women. B, a shotgun. Oh, a shotgun. A shotgun. They give him a gift. He's given a shotgun from his uncle, Warren Levering. This guy comes back up later. So, like I said earlier, I don't know how parole works, but I would assume that, especially if you have had armed robbery, if that's why you're in jail, you shouldn't be able to have a gun, but now he has a gun. So, he gets into some trouble at this party because he has a girlfriend. Well, his girlfriend is there, and then guess who else shows up? The cult of Nico done showed up at the party. They've been looking for (laughs) him. So girlfriend is not happy. She real mad. So they, he's being inappropriate with his cult and she's getting pissed because she wants all this attention. Boy, you just got out. Like, so was she a cult of Nico first? I don't think so. I think she just, I don't know. I don't have that information. Okay. Okay. But she's not happy and they start arguing and then he starts threatening her and he's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your mom. And this part comes up later. Okay. Okay. So also at the party, Nico says that he wants to move to Florida and he wants to commit some rob. He's all about committing robberies. Like he's number one. He just wants to rob people, but he wants to go to Florida, commit these robberies, get enough money so he could move to Cuba and fight the U S because he hates the U S because he thinks he was screwed over. Oh, and he was Yes, the system, all the systems because he has a grudge against the system. (laughs) (sighs) So you gonna be on Kim's podcast. The system? And he, <laughs> you he heard, a- you heard it here first, people. You heard it here first. Wow. So now that was July 30th. He was just released. We're, we got, we're at uh, August 10th now. Okay. Nico wants to commit these robberies in his hometown. His sister, Erica Jenkins and his cousin, Christine Bordeaux want to join him. So, you know, this is the crime family. So they all want to do this. They're like, Hey, let's do it. So Nico makes a plan and he wants Erica and Christine to go to a bar. He wants them to lure two men from the bar, pretend like they're prostitutes and that they're going to have sex with them. So then Nico can jump out and rob them. Okay. So they, it all works. They go to this bar, they pick up 
uh, Jorge Ruiz and Juan Pena. Okay. Jorge and Juan. So they go with the girls to this private location. They're like, yeah, we're going to have sex. Oh, yeah. Erica and Christine are just like, "Mm, whatever. But then all of a sudden they get to this location and they realize that Juan and Jorge realize that they've been tricked because they see Nico come out of nowhere with this big ass shotgun. Uh. And he holds him at gunpoint. He aims the gun at Juan's head. And before Juan could say anything, Nico pulls the trigger. No. Blood, brains, and skull fragments flew all over the car. And the deer slug. No, it was a deer rifle. Yes. Drilled a massive hole straight through his head. Erica and Christine. So they're off. They're in the car. Nico's runs up on him. Erica and Christine, they start screaming because they didn't know he was going to start shooting them. They just thought we were robbing them. So they start screaming, and then Juan's body, like, slumps forward, and Nico turns the gun on Jorge. Mm. And just before Nico pulls the trigger, Jorge puts his hands in front of his face, like, or like blocking it. Yeah. And the gun goes off. The deer slug goes straight through his hands, straight through his head, out of the back of his skull. No. Dead. Instantly. Instant. Nico then turns out their pockets to empty them, takes all the money he can find. And when he gets home, his mo- he tells his mom about the murders. And his mom is like, well, did you get any money out of it? Uh, oh, God. This whole family's the devil. Literally. They're the devil. Literally. I'm going to say it 15 times. Yeah. Well, you know, that was a whole August 10th. Let's move on to August 11th. Oh, the next day. Okay. Yep. Two down. Here we go. August 11th, 5 a.m. Officers find the bodies in the car. Blood-coated interior soaked into the seats. Their heads were scattered throughout Mm. the vehicle. I'm just trying to Mm -mm. paint the picture for you here. So Nico is not on the radar of the officers because he has no connection to these people because they just, the the cousin and the sister randomly picked him up at the bar. No connection, whatever. Nico is living his best life. Eight days later, after the murders of Juan and Jorge, Nico goes to another party and he runs into Curtis Bradford. Well, Curtis Bradford is one of his buddies from prison. Oh. So Curtis done got out accidentally too. Curtis done got out and Curtis's family was like, Don't you be hanging around Nico. Okay. He's bad news. Don't you be hanging around Nico. Don't be well, playing Nico, with them Jenkins boys. Yeah, don't be playing with them Jenkins. Nico is like, I ain't listening. Cause I mean, Nico is going over to Curtis and uh-huh. he says, Curtis, bro, you wanna do some robberies? And Curtis is like, Bet. Ugh. He is not listening. On, Curtis. Curtis, not you listening just to his got family. Out. So, I mean, Nico's just going around recruiting people for robberies, obviously. So, Nico and his sister Erica show up to like go pick up Curtis. Well, Erica is convinced. Do we, are we we good? No, Erica is convinced that Curtis is who shot up her house recently, a few weeks back. So she doesn't like Curtis. Okay. Because she's like, mm, I don't like Curtis. But she didn't tell Nico this. 
Oh, so Erica and, and uh, they're still friends with Nico, even though he blew oh, yeah. the brains out. Because they're crime family. They don't give a shit about anything, even though they were, they probably were like, man, you got blood on me. You know? Next time, wait till I move out the way. Exactly. Wow. Erica's real mad because she's like, Curtis, I shot up my house a couple weeks ago, and I'm mad. I want to get revenge. Well, she has Nico's shotgun. She's oh. holding the shotgun. And with no hesitation, she aims the shotgun at Curtis and shoots him. He falls to the ground and Nico grabs the shotgun from her. He's pissed because Erica did not do it right. <laughs> he walks over to Curtis's body and shoots him again, execution style. He already did. You're going to shoot him again. Once again, police don't suspect a thing. Curtis just laying there on the guess on the ground and they just let him. I mean, wow. So here they go. Two days later, after the murder, murder of Curtis, Lil Wayne comes to town. Lil Wayne. You didn't know there was going to be a Lil Wayne story, <laughs> no. did you? No. We got a story now. <laughs> Lil Wayne comes to town. Nico is out with his sister, Erica. He's out with the cousin, Christine. So we got the same uh -oh. players. They're loving it. And guess who's going to join them? Uncle Warren, the guy who gave Nico the shotgun at the release party. Okay, okay. So they are out looking to steal a SUV so they can all four go around and rob people so they can get tickets to Lil Wayne concert. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lordy Lil Wayne. I'm Why telling, you gonna be that good? Listen, he just <laughs> ruined the whole story. So this is where it gets, this is the worst part. Cause well, and never mind. They spot an SUV that they like. And this SUV belong, belongs to Andrea Kruger. Okay. Mother of three. Daddy's she, named Freddie? I think. Okay. She's on her way home from work. She work at a bar. She's coming home late night. Kid's sick or something. She pulls up to a stop sign. And they, uh, Nico and Uncle Warren are in a car. And they pull up in front of the car, uh, in front oh, of her car, block her, block her in because she's at the stop sign. They block her in. They get out. Nico jumps out of the car, got the shotgun in his hand, rips open the door, throws her to the ground, aims the shotgun at her, and she struggles and he, Just, no hesitation wow. shoots her four times. Hey, he warned people. He warned them if you let me out, this is what I'm going to do. Yep. Shoots her four times. She's on the ground screaming. Shoots her in the neck, the back, the head. She's unrecognizable. Mm. Awful. Awful, awful. They then hop into the SUV because that's what that's the whole point. Yeah. Man, just can you not just get her out and take it? No. Oh, she's still in there. No, she was on the they pull her out. Okay. She, throw her to the ground, shoot her. She's laying on the ground. They jump in and take and, and take gone. off. But I just was like, could you not just take her out and take the car? But you had to kill her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's not how he he, he that's not how what he, that's not what the hypothesis told him to do. Mm. Hypothesis. So they drive around for two and a half hours before anything happens. That and then they eventually abandon the car. Um so they did all that for a two-hour joyride. Yeah. I don't even think they went to the concert. She, I mean, she's a single mom. She probably no, didn't have the cash. They, they, 
Well, they they were getting the SUV so they could go around and rob people to get oh, money for the and concert. They didn't even do it. Okay. They didn't even do it. So now we have four senseless murders. Four. Okay. Jorge, Juan, Curtis, Andrea. And police realize we got a spree killer mm. on the loose. And let me tell you, I'm sure you know. Do you want me to tell you? I was going to tell them the difference between a spree killer and a serial do killer. Do it, but I had to look it up today, but do it. So a spree killer is a uh, a killer that does not stop between murders. Yeah. And they move quickly one to the next one without even thinking about it. Random. Random. And they happen in different places. Yeah. The victims of a spree killer are random. They're spread out. And they can cross racial racial lines, gender lines, mm-hmm. city lines. It's just yeah, rare. Uh, serial killer is kind of over over a long it's period a of time. Series that you and you go like dormant. Yeah, study your people. You have a certain type mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So. So 10 days go by, no one's been arrested, and they're just going about their lives. Finally, on August 30th, Nico's arrested, but not in connection with the murders. Oh, what'd he do? Remember earlier in the story where I say he got a fight with his girlfriend? Yes. Because of the cult of Nico, because he yeah, was yeah, threatening yeah. his yeah. he was threatening his girlfriend because these thirsty ass hoes were coming around to the release party, and so Nico had been continuing to threaten the girlfriend and saying that he was going to kill her and kill her mom and send demonic forces to to the mama house. Oh my god! The devil snake. He was going to send apotheosis over there. Well, she's terrified, so then she calls the police and is like, my life is being threatened. He's trying to say he's going to bring this hypothesis devil snake over here to me and please take him away. So then they come and arrest him. Oh, okay. I think they were like, "Mm, we kind of know his history, so let's just take him. So when he's in jail, police start to realize maybe Nico is the one committing all these murders. Maybe they eventually find like some like CCTV camera footage of someone buying the exact same deer slug ammunition that was used in all four of the killings. And was it him? Guess who it was. (laughs) Take a guess who was who was buying the ammunition. Erica. Christine. Who was always protecting a boy. Uh, Warren. They little boy. The mama. (laughs) No. Nico mama. Lori Jenkins. She is up in the store buying the ammunition for him. Mm. Police are like, well, we know her. We know her son. And we know the whole family. So. Listen, I do think that they had... The hypothesis snake, whatever, in their family. I believe in demons. (laughs) Yes. They are demons. And it started with Uncle Levi. And now a word from our sponsors. Frozen, frozen, heroes, 
gonna tell you about Frozen. Frozen heroes. Gonna tell you about. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, foes, and heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness of everything that's right so subscribe today and uh, follow us on instagram at bros bros heroes and if you don't i know where you live not really but please subscribe (laughs) bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about What are we going to do? Uh, yep, we're doing the uh, King of the Hill rewatch podcast. King of the Hill yes, rewatch podcast. Yeah, so we're going to go through one episode at a time. Uh, come along for the ride with us. Come check it out. And hey, give me give me a good um, like Dale Gribble quote to go out on. Wingo! Yeah, Wingo. <laughs> Wingo. Wingo. All right, well, join us, uh, join us for uh, the uh, King of the Hill rewatch podcast. In the heart of Texas, that drinks his brew and he spits his chew. In the heart of Texas, the TV players, but no one cares. In the heart of Texas, here we go. Back to the show. So, since Nico is already in custody, it's super easy for the officers to question him, clearly. So, on September 3rd, they spend eight hours questioning him. Okay. Eight hours. About these four murders. So, listen to what he does. He first denies knowing anything about the murders. That's what you do. Uh, Or having any involvement. Then, he goes and he blames Erica and Christine. And says that he was somewhat involved and he was basically just providing supervisor. Yeah. He was providing intelligence. Oh yeah. He was just providing intelligence. Narrating it. Yeah. And he, he, you know what, you know, what was really nice of him. (laughs) I'll tell you, he offered to wear a wire and to go back into the neighborhood and collect evidence. Oh, I mean, how nice is that? Was he DTF? He was clearly DTF. Sure, Jan. Sure. So then he changes the story again and he starts speaking in tongues. <laughs> Hail Mary, hypothesis. full of God. The Lord is with you, me. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed up your holy chair was five of Jim Bleep. That's about what he said. That's about what he said. His hypothesis was not good. So the devil snake, he said that the devil snake was telling him to commit all these murders. 
He said he would never hurt a woman unless he was directed to. Okay. Oh. By the serpent god. By anthropology. What's his name? Apothesis. Apothesis. And then he finally admits to committing the murders, probably because it's been so long. Eight hours. Eight hours. And he says that he was he did it in order to get revenge on the correctional system because he believed that he should have never been let out and which I agree with and that he told the police um like I told you so I warned you like you should have never let me out I told you I was going to kill somebody and he was all over the place but by the end of the questioning he confessed to the crimes, and so they arrest him for all four of the murders, even though he's already in jail. And I'm pretty, like, he said robbery, but he was more pissed at the system. But I just hate that all these people had to die for yes. no reason. They had nothing to do with. He should have never, I mean, he sh- you know what makes me so mad? And this is like. If he was a serial killer, he could have targeted the people that let him out. Like, that would have been more, I'm not, wouldn't have been better. But it would have just made more sense. You know, I just, why do people have children if they're so terrible? If the people are terrible? Like, why are you having kids if you are drug-addicted, murdering people? You don't do it on purpose? I'm pretty sure it's not on purpose. Or it is because you get more money off the system. And... Wait, what? Yes, welfare money, more kids you have... It's money. Kids are money. But you gotta when pay. Work. Kids are expensive. Not when you can live off this. I'm assuming that they are, but kids mm-hmm. are expensive. I mean, it doesn't make sense. But there's a lot of people that just. I think just. That. It's so sad that you are like you're. You're four years old and you're already like you have no life. Yeah. Because this is what you had to grow up around. You have and no he chance. He was so cute. Why didn't nobody want him at four? He was no at he the could foster have been homes. Saved. Yeah, he was so he was so violent to the other kids. Like yeah. he was like that's why he kept going from home to home to home. So four years old was already too late. And then seven, he brought the gun. I mean, it's just like the family's that cursed. is your whole like you have you have no chance even to live. I don't know. Maybe maybe most, people do. I don't know. Just don't date a Jenkins. Don't have a kid by a Jenkins. Listen, Nico. Then is finally awaiting trial. Now this kind of this kind of drags on a little bit because he decides that he's going to file a lawsuit against the state of Nebraska, twenty four point five million dollars. Oh, <laughs> he's real, really reaching. <laughs> so he's going to file this lawsuit saying they should have never let him out, that this could have been prevented, and that he should not be blamed for the killings. He then writes a six-page letter saying that he is not fit to stand trial. Due oh, he does. To his mental illness and mental health issues. Is it a notebook paper? Probably. Did he have a spiral? It's, it's college ruled. <laughs> not wide ruled. <laughs> so he gets more words in. The person usually doesn't say that. It's usually a damn doctor that comes in and evaluates. He's just like, I'm not competent to stand trial. Just, which he's really not. No, but it, he's 
I mean, he's clearly mentally, he is, he is. He's he knows competent what's going on. because he's, yeah. It's planned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the judge grants him a psyche vow, another one, to see if he's fit to stand trial. And, you know, so he's previously diagnosed, like, he's the bipolar. He, yes, when he was a little kid. And he also got diagnosed before he was released, you know, whenever he was uh, in solitary. solitary. And then they did a thing they said bipolar disorder again or they said something else i'm about to tell you oh okay so he was previously diagnosed that time with schizophrenia bipolar and obsessive compulsive disorder okay now when they're because he's been he's been evaluated so many times and there's so many different they're all canceling each other out they're so confused so when they're doing this current evaluation they say that he has antisocial personality disorder and that he's faking or feigning as dr curry would say from the trial johnny depp trial love you dr curry if you're watching (laughs) um that he's faking these psychotic symptoms he's making up the voices in his head and in order to justify his actions so nico continually talked about mental illness and he but he refused to take any medication why maybe because he's did making there say anything it about up. drugs or alcohol like does he no they didn't no wow so during this this is all this, him, <laughs> is all him. <laughs> so like during the eval he would like talk to himself and he was like i'm a, like a brilliant mastermind he was constantly bragging about himself and just like um, elevating himself to just, he's just above. Um, so after several interviews with several different doctors, they believe that he's a sociopath mm. and that he would not benefit from treatment. And they finally concluded that Nico was manipulative, deceitful, and dangerous. You think? Uh-huh. I'm so shocked at, at those conclusions. That's probably the right diagnosis. My thoughts are that he has all of these disorders. All of the above. Now. <laughs> e, all of the above. I don't know why they're saying. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know why they say he's making this stuff up, but I do have a theory. And um, I'm going to tell you that theory in a second. Okay. So okay. hold on to your that was morbid. I'm going to say it. Hold on to your shoes for that theory. Hold on to your face. Um, the judge finally uh, deems Nico competent to stand trial. Okay. Okay. Be. So they've done all these evaluations. Everything's happening. He's competent now. And because now, if you don't know, I mean, because he does sound crazy, but if you are, it's a matter of being if he is insane or not. So he just needs to understand what is going on. So when the judge talked to Nico during these competency hearings, Nico would argue that some of his constitutional rights have been violated since he was arrested. And the fact that he understood what his constitutional rights were Mm -hmm. meant that he understood exactly what was going on, meant that he was competent to stand trial. And the fact that he knows that the system failed him, yes, so means he, that he was competent to stand trial. Yeah, which that is always like. It's also you, everybody else's fault. Yeah, yeah. For him, 
Yes, yes. So then Nico does what any great psychopath does. Uh oh. Tell me. He fires his attorneys and decides to represent himself. Oh, man. <laughs> he did if he didn't think he was before, he is officially a sociopath. <laughs> So, throughout the whole trial, he denies any responsibility, just like you were just talking about, for the murders. And is there clips of this? Of the trial? Uh, or him? Represent, like, represent, does he interviewing people? No, there's nobody interviewing no, the stand. because he doesn't speak. He doesn't say anything oh, during the trial okay. because... That's not, the, that's not the point of it. The point is he just wanted to sit there and make them have to do all, like, go through everything. And he was like, no questions, no questions, no questions. Like, just to piss them off. Uh, so he's, like, kind of playing them, you know? And he wanted to hear everything over and over. You have to, is that a way to relive it, you think? I guess, but it didn't even seem like that was what he wanted. He just was, like, pissed at the system. And so he just do it. that money and go to trial. Yes, Wow. So maybe he's Nico? actually kind of smart. I know. Mm. Nico or Trico. Okay. Usually spree killers aren't very um, interesting, but he's interesting. He's probably like pretty charismatic. I feel like he is. So were you a Nico cult? Member? We might be cult. We, I might <laughs> actually. Nico's cults? Yeah, listen. The f- Wait till I tell you how that, how it ends. <laughs> so he is denying responsibility this whole time because guess what? Guess whose fault it is? Damn you. It's Apothesis' fault. It's the snake god's fault. The snake god was ordering him to do all these things. The snake god made him do these killings as sacrifices. Then he started speaking tongues again. <laughs> so April 16th, 2014, Nico is found not, I'm just kidding. He's found guilty. (laughs) (laughs) He's found guilty of all four murders, but before he's sentenced, his mental health status comes up again. Uh Whether he is competent enough to face the death penalty. Mm, Yes. So the sentencing continues. It gets pushed back. It gets pushed back. There's delays. There's delays. And Things start making headlines, and this is where the story really starts to go public and starts to get attention, and people start becoming fascinated with this case. Some bizarre things start happening in prison, okay? He is making waves in the jail. He starts to self-mutilate, okay? He starts with small cuts. Then he starts to carve things into his face and what he does first 666 he carves 666 into his forehead i don't know how big it is i i when i looked at the pictures it's not like giant sixes so it must be like little time but guess what when this he did it in the mirror so when you're looking at it it's backwards (laughs) and upside down nines so it's a different type hypothesis, of hypothesis didn't advise you how to carve your sixes because you got them backwards and upside down listen i wouldn't know what to do either. so i think he must like maybe he rubbed it in <laughs> because then he decides he's gonna carve satan into his face so he's a good guy this reminds me of one of my students so he then carves satan in his face and let me tell you he also started, if you're watching the video, he starts cutting his lips, like right here, from your, from oh your, God. like, slits. 
Yeah. Okay. Like a, is this a skeleton face. Can you, like if you have wrinkles on your, around your lips. Can you, okay. You get that from drinking from a straw. You get those. You get it from smoking. And smoking. But what do your lips do when you. I don't drink from a straw like that. Oh, so you're just going to get them right there on the side. <laughs> I'm going to stop drinking out of straw. But listen, have you ever had a paper cut? Have you ever bit your lip? Yeah. Have you ever had a cut on your lip? Think about how bad a tiny little teeny tiny cut feels. Think about, because the pain receptors in your lips, I just think about that has got to be so painful. I know, like your face, whatever. But your lips are tender as well as your the palms of your hands, because I had to be poked my hands before. That's just, you are, you, I don't know. They probably like the pain. I guess, but that hurts so bad. It just stings. Anyway, I digress. Because, you know what? This is the least of his pain. Because let me tell you what he does next. <clears throat> oh, uh-oh. You know, he really loves this apothesis snake, devil snake. So what he gonna do? He's going to cut his tongue in half so he can have a tongue that resembles a snake. Oh, my God. I got a student that has done all three of these things. Oh, there's one more after this. Let me tell you, though. He had to get nine stitches in his tongue um, for that one. His final, his final mutilation. Do you have any guesses? Something to his penis. You bitch. <laughs> his final mutilation. He takes a razor. And tries to carve his penis to look like, like a snake. A snake, but I thought it already looked like a snake. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Nico, maybe he Nico. wasn't circumcised. Nico, is this thing on? Nico, <laughs> your penis it's already obvious. looks like a snake. I'm sorry. Just maybe he wasn't circumcised, so he's he was carving. Oh, he was getting the foreskin off. Yes. Oh, well. He was like, mine looks like a mushroom. I need it to look <laughs> like a snake. Let's just get all the skin Do off. Do you think the cult of Nico was advising him on this? <laughs> <laughs> you think they're coming in, the, in for their conjugals and they're mm -hmm. like, mm, I think you should try next. Yeah. Get that skin out. Get it off. Make it look like a real snake. If he'd have been circumcised, he probably wouldn't have done any of this. Make it look like a real. I, I think we Blame do. The doctor. You know what? We need to write him after yeah. this and ask him if he's circumcised. Oh, my God. He's still alive. There are several stories. So this is getting all the public attention. Okay. Obviously, this dude is making a snake tongue. He's kind of his lips. He's carving stuff in his face, and he's slicing his penis to make it look like a snake, even though it looks like a snake, but it might not be circumcised, so we don't really know. There are several stories going around. And, of course, mainstream media, you know how they do. They just, like, say all this stuff, and they get it wrong, and they're like, oh, he's... He's insane. He's trying to do this to avoid the death penalty, and which could be true, but there's no denying that he's still struggling with mental health. May 2017, after a three-year delay. So this thing made... 14 through 17. Three-year delay because of all this stuff that he's doing because he's carving himself up. This but, like, does he not? I don't know. Do you want to not? I don't know. Die? Mm. So the delays are this long, and finally he's sentenced. And as you heard at the very beginning of the I episode. Forgot. I know, I did too. But <laughs> I'm doing the story. So he is sentenced to 450 years in prison and four death penalties, which is a little excessive. 
No. Each one of those families probably needed to hear their kid's name and death yeah, penalty. Yeah, I know. I, I guess. How do you come up with that number, though? It's like. I mean, yeah, I know. I don't know. Maybe in his other life. But let me tell you, let me go back to my theory from earlier. I said I had a theory. Um, okay. Did they dismiss his previous diagnosis? Because they just, they just disregarded all these diagnoses once they diagnosed him. And did they do that because they wanted him to get the death penalty? And he wouldn't have got it if he was deemed mentally incompetent? I mean, speculating. But I think you can have those diagnoses and still be declared mentally competent. Like, I All think it's them? two separate things. Like, you can be bipolar, but still be competent to stay But trial. what if you're schizophrenic? Schizophrenia is this, I think that's the a weird little, one. Yeah. Like, that I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't either, <clears throat> but, but I don't know. Was where this did this where they like we're just ignoring your previous award. I think in Texas, anybody I don't care what you have, you can get death for schizophrenia. But um, I don't know. I think that they didn't want to pay for like when he had the earlier o- not OCD bipolar disorder. Uh-huh. It's like okay, did he get counseling? Did he get any prescriptions? Did he? get any of that because when that when he was in juvenile still well they like apparently he was like seven or eight years old when they when the first therapist diagnosed him with it yeah oh okay okay and And then then after that yeah and then he joined the gang when he was 11 i mean but his parents probably just don't care he probably gets out out and they're advising the parent like and he doesn't have he can't drive to anywhere to do anything to go to point i don't know yeah when but and when you're still a part of the system, like either in jail or on parole, they have to provide you that help and that support. So let's just say he had a broken leg, broken arm, and broken back. He would have been able to go home because you don't want to pay. The state would have to pay for you to go to those doctor appointments, get whatever medicine, get whatever. So maybe it just goes back to money, which goes back to him saying the damn fist system Failed him, which they did. Or it could all be hypotheses. It was his last name. Let me give you, uh, let me tell you uh, about the players in the story and what happened to them real quick. So mom, Lori Jenkins, 10 years for buying the ammunition, for knowing he was planning to use it and to kill <sighs> someone, plus five more years. And she was, she is to be released in 2028. Sister Erica Jenkins, life in prison for murder of Curtis Bradford and for taking part in some of the robberies. And in 2021, she changed she changed her name to Illuminati Igodis Inika Prestige. Inika, the girl version of Nico, Nika. <laughs> She's obsessed with him. Chris, cousin Christine. Fucking A. Sentenced to 20 years for her part in the robbery, though, even though she was involved in the murders, she didn't actually murder anyone, but she got a lesser sentence. Why? I was about to ask. Because bitch turned into a snitch. 
She snitched on him. She started running her mouth. She gave the police evidence. She told them everything. And this was crucial to the conviction for them and the rest of the family. And at one point, they actually put Erica, sister Erica, and cousin Christine in the same jail cell. They put them in the same cell. Sister Erica, cousin Christine. So sister was pissed because Christine was snitching, beats her with the padlock, almost beats her to death. They were, um, what's it called when you try to start something not gaslighting but it's a uh, uh, instigating oh they were yeah instigating they, they were, were like let's see what happens when we oh, put them in the yes. same cell they're like this family is so <laughs> screwed up let's just figure it out for them let's save the state money and just let them kill each other so um, then we got uncle warren who's the guy that got on the shotgun at the release party he was sentenced to 40 years in prison for his part of in the murder of Andrea Kruger. So there were actually several other family members that took part in all these crimes, but mm, those are the these were ones. the main players because we ain't trying to go through every single one of those 38. No, that's no. a 10-episode podcast. Yeah, we, we'll do that next year. In okay, last thing. In 2018, Nick, Nico uh, attempted suicide by slashing his throat. He survived. He began like they began forcibly medicating him, which didn't which helped, but didn't last long. Mm. 2019, he pulled a tile from the prison walls. I don't don't ask. (laughs) Sharpened it, stabbed himself in the eyes and neck multiple times. Then finally, we're almost there. Hang in there. April 2020. So like uh, yesterday, yesterday, Supreme Court refused to hear his appeal, and there was a four hundred that four hundred twenty page document that uh-huh. like that was about the appeal, like that. Uh-huh. I don't Who know. Did, that? did he do that? I don't know why it was such a giant document, but the Supreme Court was like, "I'm really trying to hear that." <laughs> we're not trying to hear that listen shred the document we're not reading to it. this day he is still alive the attorneys and the doctors are still arguing about his mental Diagnosis. health and is and if he's mentally ill or not and so he he's still just in prison. there and he is seen as one of nebraska's most terrifying killers yes he is and one of the only ones because I only found out about him because I had a friend going to Nebraska and I was like, ooh, can I, can I send I them like on he's a... he's not like heavily talked about. No. Like he came up and that picture scares you. But no, I only found out because somebody was going to the A&M and Nebraska game or something like that last year. Boy. He. Oh, he's scary. Oh, he is the scary. You know what? I think they need an exorcism. I think that's why they can't figure out what's wrong with them. They need an exorcism. Let me see. Look at all that. I mean, oh, he just writes all this stuff on his face. Listen, I'm gonna tell you once. I'm gonna tell you again. You got face tattoos. That's that's a little. You sketchy. got 
a situation you need to figure out. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. You live your best life. You get tattoos. You get piercings. You do the things. You do you, boo. But if it's not on your face, face I'm going to need you to go <laughs> talk to Casey or find a therapist or go wow. pray about it. Casey, here's your question. I mean, here's what I need you to tell us. Can untreated bipolar disorder escalate to this? We obviously know schizophrenia can. Is he a sociopath? I think he's everything. Can you be all of them? Uh, I I just Would think, medicine help him? No. Oh, it didn't. But he wouldn't he's a crack take baby. It. He's a crack baby. Oh, he wouldn't take it. I thought you said it didn't work for long. He had to be forcibly took it whenever he started slitting his throat uh, after he was already sentenced and his tactics didn't work. He's a drug baby. That's why none of the medicine works. I, I just know. Nene never talked about drugs. That was such a good story. I, I hope y'all loved time. it. Look at that. I hope y'all loved it. I really enjoyed researching it because it was, there was a little bit of comedy there because, you know, you got to just add it in there. So many twists and turns. I mean, and I'm, I really hope that he got, he got, uh, he circumcised himself because <laughs> if he didn't, then, then the cult of Nico may be gone. The cult of Nico, they were all about that circumcision. I wonder if they still like him. Probably well, even you more. Know what? I'm sure we can ride him. All right, y'all. We will see y'all in a week. <laughs> Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTN. Go rate, review, and subscribe right now. Do it. What does DTF mean? Down to. F- Find, find, find the murderer, the killer. Peace out. Bitch, don't be swinging that thing in my face. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.